says the Gvurz Hashem Perak Lamed. Okay, so um, we, we're skipping a little bit uh, in the Psukim, right? Because last we heard Moshe was on the donkey, right? So obviously Moshe has now come to Paro, we're in the next parak, um, and has made the request that the Jewish people should be allowed to go. And this is Paro's response. Go to your burdens. To your unique, your particular burdens. Meaning, the duke is that he didn't say go back to work. Go back to your responsibilities. Go back to your burdens. Obviously, if you tell a person to go back to work, he's not going to go and like go to a random gas station and start pumping gas over there, right? Like, he's going to go back to whatever he's been doing until now. So the specification of Siloseichem is a little bit out of place. That, that would seem to be... Um, yeah. Well, this is second person. Paro is speaking to motion art. You stop. You too. Stop. Um, you know, putting. Stop putting these thoughts of going to Eretz Yisrael into the Jewish people's minds. Just get back to work. That's what he should have said. Get back to work. But he says, get back to your. Burdens to your work, to your responsibilities. So that's where we learned that Shevet Levi were not subjugated. But Teidelcha, Sheharei Moshe ve'Aron Hayu Yotz Yotzim Shelo Berushus Paro V'Lo Haya Moche El Bavade Kemo Shebiarnu Lemale. She shaved lady, Hayaponui meavodos perach. So the morale is bringing a supporting proof that this is the case, indeed, that shaved lady were not subjugated to the enslavement. They could do as they pleased because you see that there's no. There's no uh, overall... Hey, what, what are you guys doing here? Aren't you supposed to be in zone 57C? Like, you know, working on this project? Well, what are you doing moving around? What are you doing going places? You have a job to do. No, there's no such, there's no such claims against them. Vizeki Shevet Levi Haya... Sham Kedusha. Shame Kedusha Nikra Lehm. Ah, I'm sorry? Or this Manuka Shem. Yeah. yeah. And Shevet Levi were called Kaddish already. The, 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 the Shema Kaddish, the divine name. 
was already called upon them means they were representatives of divine um, already of Mitzrayim. Some of them, some of them, speak out that in Mitzrayim they had a rule that the Kohanim back still from Yosef's time when the priests, the Egyptian priests, since they had a um, portion of bread from Paro before the famine started, so they never fell on hard times when the famine broke out. Initially, Paro thought like you know, they, what they were getting was not a significant thing, let's say. They were getting a little bit of bread, I don't know, one little bun per day. It's not so much money, but in the famine, that was the difference between having to sell your land and becoming subjugated to Paro like the rest of the population did versus they did not. So, and then seemingly Shevet Levi got in on, you know, they were registered as clergy with the, with the government. So they, uh, they were tax exempt. Ubechai Yosef Haya Potter as Shevet Levi Minamas Hamelech Shekol Odom Mutalalav Avodas Hamelech. Zulosia Kohanim Shehem Kohanim Lukol Uma. Kohen just means a divine servant. Lukol Uma of Uma. Vein Mutalas Alehem Shibuda Melech. So uh, they, uh, they're serving God, they're serving deity, so they're not obligated in serving the king. And this is a svara. Mishnah Perkei Avos says, "Kol b'kabalav, O Machushamai, Mafir Mimeno, all Derech Eretz, and all Mius. What was language there of the of the king of the of the Medina? Yeah, so, Parnasa and social responsibilities." are removed from the person who is involved in Avodos Hashem. Yeah? So, uh, uh, and we see that even Paro was sensitive to this Svara. Someone who believes in a higher deity understands that a person who is dedicated to that Avoda is Potter from having to serve the Melech. Because he's serving someone higher. This, this, I'm sorry, Tim was saying this with a straight face. I thought, can I ask a question? I thought Pharaoh held himself out as the, de- the, de- the deity of Mitzrayim. And you have to serve me because I am God incarnate. I thought there was no, 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 no higher than Pharaoh. There's nothing higher than no. Uh, he's aware there is deities. There's deity or whatever deities. Uh, but he is claiming um, what's the term? Divine. Right. Is that the term that the kings used? Divine right or I feel like there's a divine manifesto or something. The, 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 that the king is the divine representative on earth 
and therefore the people have to serve him. That's only the people who are not involved in serving Whatever it is, uh, yeah. But his peers, it could be right. He could, it could be his peers, right? He views himself. I'm one of the gods, maybe. Let's say right. But he's the one down here. There's a difference, right? Uh-huh. He is. Uh, yeah, yeah. Obviously, every idol worship would be slightly different, but um, he would be like the Holy Ghost in the uh, Trinity, you know. Right, the, the manifestation down here, but uh, with the awareness that there is also the, uh, you know, the other of all those are up there, the, the, the father, the son, right, those other things up there. So if someone's serving the father or the son, they, you know, they don't have to serve the Holy Ghost. Or something like that. Yeah. Okay. Tuma, all sorts of tuma. Okay. Um, what? Sorry. Sorry. There was a spider coin. Okay. Okay. So the Shevet Levi, Hayan Nikra they were the representatives of the part of the people who served the, the divine. Vayu Pturin. Min avodas hamelach. By the way, interesting connection. I, if you think about it to a certain extent, what fraction of the Jewish people is currently enslaved? Is it something like eleven out of twelve parts? <laughs> I mean, enslaved in, in just the burdens of regular everyday life. She would malchus. Who's exempt? The Tamari Chami mean? Shomer Mitzvahs. Uh-huh. Oh. Would be the, well, what, what fraction of the world is, the, the, is not Shomer Mitzvahs? I'm asking. Yeah, that's what you're hinting at. Defying as a slave. I'm sorry. There's those that serve Hashem. There's those that, there are those that do not serve Hashem and therefore serve Paro. Paro being whatever is the current. The, the, the dollar... Bitcoin, the stock market, whatever you want to call it. What's the percentages? It's like, what, like uh, about 15 million people in the world, hidden uh, in the world, people, and about, what, like one and a half million who are, we're talking about seriously, so not, not people who just, you know, keep things. I don't know, whatever, anyway, like a shave it. One, one, Small part of us, uh, similar to the way it was in Mitzrayim. There are those that believe that they are actually serving Hashem. The rest of Kalsrael currently are serving Paro. What? They should come. I'm sure, they make one themselves. Okay. So therefore, even though, right, so initially, um, 
when we came down to Mitzrayim, Yosef kind of positioned Shevet Levi as the as the Kohanim. That's what they were. They stayed that way. And even now, with the Shibud getting much more issues, we just taxes or this. Eventually, Mamish became a full-on Shibud, but Shevet Levi were still Potter. Tomorrow is explaining. Again, the Midrash over here, from one little word, Sivlosechem, from just a, uh, what was the thing, the, the suff- from the suffix over there, right? Is being medayik, this entire thing, Sivlosechem, oh, so it means Shevet Levi were potter from, uh, from, from Shibud, it's a whole big thing to say, from just the word Sivlosechem. So we're all saying, no, 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 we, this is, we, we, we know this, it makes sense, we're, we're aware of it, right? They're able to walk freely wherever they want, um, the Kohanim we know were potter in Egypt all the time. Um, like we spoke out, uh, and, and therefore we always the place where it comes out nice, the way you could see it from the pasuk. Which, by the way, the Maron Bergola explains this very important point that when Chazal make a drush on something or medayek something or bring something out of a pasuk, not necessarily this is like the only place. Like it literally came from these two. Uh, letters, right? It's they could have ten reasons for saying what they're saying. They knew from Seichel, they knew that this is how it has to be. Where did they find it in the pasuk over here? In the, is, is where they found it. But who says this? Maybe it means. Maybe this drasha means this. Maybe it means that. Maybe it means another thing. Five different reasons, right? So, like you see often in the Gurariye, learn the Gurariye, and that's exactly what he does. He says, what, where does she get this in the pasuk? Maybe it means this. Maybe it means something else. Maybe it means a fifth thing. Said, You're right, potentially. But let's just think it through. We got this pasuk over there. We, we have this information over here. This doesn't make any sense. This can't be. So all that together, that, that came to help us understand this. What the pasuk is saying. Right. So over here also, Silosechem is the place where the Torah kind of, you know, the the tip of the iceberg comes out of the water, but. We have many reasons for saying this. So I'm missing the Sibo say Chem. He's talking to Moshe and Harley. Yes. It says, your, you, your, your unique burden. Your, your personal responsibility as opposed to as opposed to my my uh, my the, the, the chores. What about the Jewish people? You say say Chem, meaning the Jewish people. No. Jewish people, it, it, it's, there's no need to specify that. You could just say, go to your work. Go, go, go back to work. But I'm the Egyptian. I'm the, I'm the Egyptians, right? right. The Egyptians are not doing this work. The Jews are doing this work. So I'm excluding myself. I'm pointing to them. What the Jewish people say? See, they'll say, Just Why not just say, go to do Moloch? Because uniquely Jews. Why not? I'm talking to Jews. I'm talking, talking to you. Go... Go back to work. Go back to the work, right? You could say, go back to the voda. You know, yeah. go back to the go back to the national project that you're working. That right, you're supposed to be part of. I know I'm talking to you. I was a deal. Like you, that's what that's you're saying to the Baragola. Like you could you could always say. Well, I mean, I'm number back. one, you could always love Dafka the Jew. No, no, I'm saying you could, you know, brazenly say I disagree with this deal, but. That you have no right to because Chazal had a, me- a message to send to you. And no, I mean, yeah, no, uh, two different points. The Duke has to be a Duke. Step one, we have to hear the Duke. Yeah. Oh, what the morale now is adding 
is that it wasn't all coming exclusively from this diuk. Like we have no hint to any of this in the Torah. It doesn't make any sense. But based on this diuk, this entire thing was built. So, so step number one, if Noah is saying, I don't hear the diuk at all. So let's, be, let's again, so we're, so we're saying that um, your unique work, your private work, right? Your private venture, your work, as opposed to just saying, um, right? the fact that he, the, the positive stresses your unique thing means your private dealings, whatever it is that you're dealing with. Can I ask a follow-up question? Yes. This is a very strange understanding of the Shibud. What? Because the, he, he, Pharaoh, considers the Jewish Kohanim to be the same level of, of Kohanim as the Mitzri. Why not? Because they're Jews. They serve, they serve, they serve God. Not these uh, idol worshippers. Idol worshippers were extremely... Um, tolerant of religion. The entire concept of idol worship is that there are many deities. Now, we could have a... You know, one nation serves the god of fire, the other nation serves the god of water. If the nation that serves the god of water conquers the nation that serves the god of fire, they say, you see, our god is stronger than your god. Now, we're not coming to say your god is not a true god. And you could even continue to serve them. Fire is still a powerful force in the world. All we're coming to say is that the god of water is stronger, or you know, and, and therefore should have a bigger temple, or should have more um, oxen brought up to him, or whatever it may be. That may be. So why, why they hate us so much? Because we said why they hate us so much. What uh, Paro in Egypt? Yes, if it's such an egalitarian. Because because we are because we are not tolerant of, of other of, of, of other religions of other of other divine service, we're going around talking about monotheism as a, as a, as a principle. Now we're not, we're not telling them that they're wrong explicitly, but our whole belief system is one where we say it's just God. Right. There's, this other stuff is not nonsense. So the question returns: Why are they tolerant of that? That's completely that's an anathema to their belief system. Right, but well, yeah, yeah. Let's let's think about it. Like, let's say there's a like in America, there's freedom of religion. Everyone can, yeah, okay, right. So that's what they had in Egypt: freedom. You 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 can worship whoever you want, and as long as you are a, the priest of that, you as long as you are considered clergy, you run a synagogue, right, or a church, or whatever it may be, that is uh, exempt from taxes. Okay. Now, they they, they hated they, you know, they they hated us. We're we're an existential threat to their national security. But still, the the rule in Egypt was any Kohanim are are exempt. Again, remember what the Vilna Gaon says. Yes, there was a land of law, of law and order. Sure. This was not just the Wild West where you could do whatever you want. Say we let the Communist Party, you know, run in elections in America. 
Sorry, the Communist Party can run for elections in America. It's free freedom of whatever. Uh, in fact, in fact, uh, they they actually took over half of one of the major parties in America. Which one? <laughs> half. <laughs> Only half. Yeah. Uh, uh, okay. Okay. Good. So, so just as I understand the dynamic, they're surreptitiously kind of under the under the guise of law and order, nonetheless trying to crush enslaving us. Right. But as part of that, as part of that facade. The law and order, they say, well, you serve gods and you're very... You're I've always allowed their priests. religion and you're just like our priests. So it's, it's not like they, with integrity and sincerity, are saying, please, Jewish people, we love what you're doing. Please go ahead and continue doing this. It's just saying, no, well, the law gives you protection to do that. Right. Okay. Okay. She, so, so we so far explained it more like what Noah just said. Listen, there are certain laws in place, there are certain um, you know rules. What Kohanim do, do have to do, what they don't have to do, it makes sense. Now the moral saying no, 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 it's deeper than that. Is you can't enslave Shavit Levi. You know, an extreme version of that is we had, uh, you know. Um, First year, I think the call opened up. We had here Rabbi Mandulevich. If you heard of him or not, he was a, a, a Russian refusenik um, who is who was shomer who was shomer tormented. He was a mammon. He is a mammon. He's an unbelievable mammon. Um, and you know, they tried to break him in the Russian gulag, right, to make him be Mikhail Shabbos and things, and he broke them. Again, now in Stalin times, they would have just killed him. But he was already in the period where Russia could no longer do that. They couldn't openly kill people anymore. Yeah. Putin's kind of trying to figure things out yet. Yes, no, where he stands on this issue. But at that point, you know, it was um, already like things were. Stalin's successor? This was already like, you know, 1980s. This is already like, uh, you know, I don't know if. if Gorbachev. If, if Gorbachev, or maybe the one right before him, or whatever, but this is already when they were trying to become more civilized. So anyway, so the point, but they still, you know, they still have gulags and things. So they, so they, they kept him in isolatory confinement in a little box for three weeks. And he just, he had by this time memorized all of the avening. And he would daven like a... Because usually the person starts going crazy after like two days of isolatory confinement. Your mind doesn't have what to do. Like it just... It just becomes intolerable. And after three days, like everybody's begging to get out. Like anything. It's unbelievable how we don't understand this concept of people's... But it's not. It's not. But he is far. If you're from... Whatever he's memorized, or whatever he's reviewed, or whatever, he's just you just do that, right? So yeah, so he would. Uh, so, thing, he, right? so he would daven. No to move. You're squished to there. It's not like so he would daven. So he would daven, like a three and a half hour shakras, like saying every word slowly, like feeling every word. He would daven like a three and a half hour shakras, and he would review some mishnayos. He would daven like an hour and a half long mincha. He would review some mishnayos, and then he daven like a. Know, two hour marv, you know, like that, and for three weeks he was nice. He was in there, and eventually they just like 
they like couldn't understand how can the person tolerate it. They they said that we're going to punish you for such disobedience. We're going to put you in um, high security prison where you're in a room uh, by yourself. No, night you're not even allowed to go to work. You're just in this room by yourself, where you know, like like in a prison, but um, where he was able to keep Shabbos and even eventually get some books and sit and learn. And he was like, thank you, Hashem. <laughs> yeah, okay, so anyway, so the point is, you can't, someone who is a, a seichel, you can't, what are you, you going to enslave? Well, you could grab his body, you could stick him in there, you could stick him in there, but someone who is uh, transcendent, be'etzim, there's nothing that can be, uh, how, you, how you enslave a spiritual being? Right. How, how do you how do you enslave an angel? Nothing to grab onto. Okay, so says the moral. Kain Raui, she shabdu mitzrayim b'shevet levi, shehem kedoshim l'ashem, sheech yimshol al asher heim kedoshim l'ashem zeracham hamikulk. Now, this the, the story that I said is kind of a little bit different where I'm saying it's impossible to enslave that level of a person. Maral is saying more, since that's true, since in the extreme version of it, it's impossible, it's impossible to enslave an angel or something, right? So therefore, the spiritual reality is such that someone who is a true Eved Hashem will not be enslaved even in the physical sense, down here. Somehow or another, the rules will work out, the scenario will be that the person will not be enslaved. The group of people. Not the, with one individual, anything can happen. Uh, you could have deviations, you could have strange uh, individuals um, don't have the same level of ashgacha as does the cloud. We've spoken about this many times. Right? So with an individual, potentially you could have a big tzaddik who is you know, put into a war camp or something like this. Right? Um, if he's a big enough tzaddik, still, like, you know, like Moshe Rabbein, a huge, huge person, sometimes gets the hashgacha of the klal. We've seen that as well here in the verse of Shem, right? With such a person, is not shy, something should be mikra. But, um, but certainly on the klal level, entire shavit, or of the Hashem, just like we said, you know, that eventually when klal shall become mushroom, become complete, it becomes inappropriate not right, it doesn't work out for them to be Yeshua with the Mitzrayim, that's when it has to break. It has to, we have to break out. Like, uh, the Uber is finally born from the mother. It, it can't be contained anymore. So, so to over here, the Shevet Levi, an entire Shevet of all the Hashem, it's not Shaykh that they should be enslaved. Yeah. So therefore, somehow or another, the rules in the country, it's uh, so not the point... Oh, good thing it worked out that the rules in the country were such that the Kohanim were allowed to... Uh, and therefore, um, Shevet Levi were... It is the other way around. It is since Shevet Levi are all the Hashem. And it's not appropriate that an Eved Hashem should be ruled over by a physical thing. Spirituality rules over physicality, not the other way around. Not physicality ruling over spirituality. Therefore, somehow or another, it had to work out that that's what's going to be. The okay. is by Alacha Beprokim Hakodmim Ki Af Al Yisroel Lohayu 
Moshe Mitzrayim, Asher Misyachim, El Basar Hamor, Rak, Kasher Lohayu Srobushlem. I mean, as long as we, as a nation, were not yet in a state of Shlemus, that's why they were able to rule over us. But as soon as we became Shalim, again, they, they could not rule over us anymore, right? Because um, between the physicality and spirituality, between Surah and Homer, Surah is Sholit over Homer. Now, as long as the Surah is Chaser, right? So then the Surah is worthless. And therefore, of course, the Homer is Sholit over Surah. This is the beginning program of Gurus Hashem. But as soon as we became Shalim, then, then we are at Umiyad, Kasher Hayu Yisrael, Bishlemus, Yotsumirushusum. So then immediately we left. Aval Shevet Levi, Shevet Kudoshim Kulum, Mibatan, Emes. That says Imam, Mibatan Imam. Oh, thank you. I misread that. I was like, what's Emes? Imam, Mibatan Imam. They were holy. Ein Roy. So then, even there, so we have, you know, uh, and everything on, the, on this level, right? So, the level of Kedusha that they have, so when we're in the state of Shleimus, then, then good. Otherwise, not. But here, it's such a high level of Shleimus that such a high level of Kedusha, I should say, that uh, they could not be enslaved. Ki ein dover hamiyuchas el hachomer kemo Mitzrayim moshe dover kodesh she called dover kodesh nivdol min hachomer Ulefikach Shevet Levi Ponu Hayu Miavodos Perach the Kvar Harachnu Beza. So what's the question that we have to deal with? We have to we have to address the following. If Klausrel are chaser, a tzura that's chaser, no matter how lofty ultimately the tzura is going to be, a tzura that's chaser is currently not yet functional until it becomes functional. It's not functional. Like we spoke out, you know, a, a computer that's missing one little chip, one little wire. The whole thing is totally not n- not usable. So, uh, you know, uh, uh, in concept, uh, a hammer is m- more useful, better uh, than the computer. Does that mean that Homer is chaser? Not zero. I'm missing a chip. I'm, I'm missing a chip. I'm missing a physical chip. Okay, or so let's say, say, let's say my are here, but not fine. In. Two, two wires are crossed. The thing won't turn on. Yeah? Okay. So it's, it's, I mean, the, the Homer is complete. Everything's there. In, 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 in the case of Klaus, also the Homer was not yet complete. We did not yet have 600,000 people. So that's why I'm saying we're, you're missing one little chip. Now, the rest of it is Be'etzamatsura, not really... I mean, again, everything is a combination of Surah and Homer. But we're just saying relative to other things. 
right? Like you're pointing out, the computer also, you have Homer and Sur, but the Homer of a computer is almost nothing. And it's like, what, what is the whole thing made out of? You know, half a pound of plastic and, 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 a, and, a, and a quarter of a pound of, of copper, right? As far as Homer, there's nothing there. It's, it's, it's Kamat Kulo Tzura. Yeah? Um, uh, so, so as long as some of it is missing, so the whole thing's not working. Whereas when something is Kamat Kulo Homer, you know, again, we can't envision something that's entirely Homer without any Tzura. But Sam also has some Tzura, right? But, so the analogy would be a hammer. A hammer is a wooden stick with a piece of metal at the end a heavy piece of metal at the end right so okay so maybe the, you, it's missing something it's, it's chipped somewhere it's, so what it's, it's still basically just as good yeah so So there, at that point, Klausel are Roy for to be Mishub. But Shevet Levi, Shevkadoshim Kulam, Mibetan Imam, they're not. But Nachamol, were Shevet Levi in a state of Shleps? Because if not, why don't we say the same thing? In, in both senses of Surah and Homer, Klai Yisrael. We were chaser because we hadn't yet reached 600,000. And therefore, the, the Surah of a nation had not, was not yet chal on that body, that group of individuals. The analogy being the computer did not was not yet, you couldn't turn it on. Because there was... Because 999 parts... Out of a thousand? No, you're missing that one. Yeah. So therefore, the you try to make it a computer by injecting. Keep pushing the button. Nothing's happening. Because there's something about the home that's missing. Yep. And therefore, the tour is now also missing. And the tour is defeated. The tour is chaser. The tour is missing. Um, so, so, so I think that the, the difference is you see that Shavit Levi already were Kaddish. I mean, the computer, what, the computer, the overall computer as a, of Klaus, as a nation, is not yet doesn't have a functioning tzura. It's not turning on. But Shavit Levi was working already. It was already operating as serving Hashem. Not the level of a nation, but the level of a Kohanim. Entire shave it of Kohanim. It's like taking a computer chip out, one single computer chip out, and plugging it into a wall, and then it now it functions the way it's so. Or maybe a fan, I don't know, maybe a fan, right? A fan itself works, right? I don't know. Um, so, so therefore, it's inappropriate that they should be enslaved by Mitzrayim. Okay, let's continue. Vehine. Lot Siva Kodesh Boruchu. Lazus miyad. Sorry, apologies. Before we go into that, I just want to point out. It's interesting that we're saying this, that, uh, even though the, the, the morale over here is saying that um, 
Shevet Levi, they were Kohanim, they were Kedoshim Kulam, Mibetam Imam, which is very much terms, you know, the, that's, uh, Kohanim are like that. Kohanim are Kodesh Mibetam. I mean, a little tiny coin baby boy cannot be exposed to Tuma, cannot be made to eat. You know, Shumatmeya or whatever, I mean, the, uh, anything, anything like that. Um, so they're being treated like this, even though the truth is that <coughs> only in the future is Shevet Levi going to be selected to replace the the, the Bechor, you know, the, the, the firstborn of Mitzray, of Klausel. Right after the Cheta Eagle, the, the firstborn of Klausel were sinned, and they were replaced with Shevet Levi. They all did, were not involved in this. But the whole time you see there's already this, this is a dichotomy that we, that we spoke about actually in the Der Hashem Shir, that, are you still in that? Yeah, I've been listening a few times. Um, so, uh, so, so we spoke about Avram Avinu, was he chosen, or did he earn it? Were you there for that? No. So, um, so the answer is that the Ashgach is that, that that's what Hashem knows that's what's supposed to come out. They are, they had it in them, but it wasn't fully yet actualized where officially they become the Kohanim of Klausrel in a permanent way, in an absolute way, until, uh, until later. But you already see that over here. Right? Um, okay. So, Vehine Lotziva Kodesh Boruchu Lazos Miyad Osos Lefnei Poro Ad Acher Shehigbid Poro Ha'avodalim. So, what happens next? So, Moshe comes to Poro, says to him, Let the people go. Poro says, uh, Actually, I'm going to make the work a lot harder on them. And then there's no there's no response. Hashem just stays quiet. There's no there's no punishment for that. Right? In fact, Paro is able to do that, and you know expose the Jewish people to much worse enslavement. Yeah, what's going on? Why would that be the case? Yes, yes. That that's a question that we need to answer. Right? That's what the question of morale is going to explain. So he's saying he's saying it as a statement, right? You see that Hashem did not command Moshe to start with the Magas right away. Rather, he allowed Paro to actually intensify the slavery on them. And only then did he um, command Moshe after already, which according to some Midrashim was six months later. The Paro, the Moshe went back to Midian for six months. Moshe... With his tail between his legs. What? With his tail between his legs. See, that's what it appeared like. Yeah. Um, and only then, the Oz, Acher, Kach, Sivalasos, Haosos, Lefne Paro. Only then... Hashem tell Moshe to start doing the osos, which is the the difference between um, 
between the end of Parsha Shmos and Parsha's Ve'era. Ve, I was going to say Ve'era. 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 Ve'era, right. Ve'era, right. Yeah? And Hashem appeared to Moshe over there, right? And then uh, Moshe kind of uh, crossed the line. He was a harher after Hashem, right? That he... he, he uh, he, he asked, why did you do this evil thing to the Jewish people, right? Which Hashem gives him strong tochacha for that. Okay. The so this is what you're about to say. It's, it's about what Hashem is about to say. Wonderful. V'yesh l'adagdeik alama lo tzivalas osmiyad ha'ozos l'zein paro Now, before we go into that, I just want to um, say I don't think that Marl's going to say this, unless my memory has gotten really bad, which is possible. Um, we spoke about the Machlaikis, Rabbi Eliezer and Rabbi Yeshua, in Mesachas Rosh Hashanah, when the world was created. Was it in Tisha? Was it in Nisim? We've spoken about this before. And the Rabbeinu Tam, who says that Elu Velidir Kim Chaim, and. Go ahead. So, uh, Right? Um, no, I, I, I think I know why you're saying that, but uh, I think you're misusing the. the term. Was one was be machshava, one was be Is that what you mean? To, is that what you meant to say? Maybe that's not. The thought of it was 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 predated the actual. Well, the thought of every action always predates the action. Right. So, in in concept, the world was created. In Tishrei, and then it was actualized in Nisa. Good. Yes. Not connected to what you said. Okay. So, the Masa of Moshe Achila? No. That's when you create Shabbos. That's you think that, that of, I want Shabbos, and I do all this other stuff before I get so to Shabbos. So, the the end is the actual action. The Shabbat, the thing that's done last was actually thought of first. I mean, that concept that you're saying yeah. is when there's a bunch of things that are done. Yeah. So the last thing that's done was actually thought of first before all the other things. It's a relative statement. It's when I have a series of things that were done, you should know the last thing that was done relative to the other things that were done was actually thought of first. We're just talking about one creation thing. of the world, just one thing. Fair okay. and, and everything when it's created first goes through thought and then to action. Fine. Everything must contain that, right? Okay, good. So Tishrei was in thought. Um, Nisan was in action. Now, just a important thing to be aware of that I think probably most people misunderstand what that means. Because if you take it literally, it sounds like, oh, I should have just thought about it in Tishrei. Okay. I mean, <laughs> like, you, first of all, and you thought about it, then what did you do for the next six months when there's still no time. How did it take Hashem six months to do nothing in no time? Because time is created in the word voracious, which itself happened in Nisan, seemingly. So then what was Hashem doing? Tishri to Nisan implies time. There's not yet time. And Hashem didn't do anything. The whole thing is is Miraf Senegar. So... uh, the 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 Ramak uh, explains that the thoughts of Hashem are not like our thoughts. Thoughts of Hashem create. If Hashem thinks something, it creates. 
Just like if Hashem says something, it creates. The thought of Hashem causes a real existence to come into being. So then question, the real question becomes, so what does it mean that in Nisan was in Maisa? Uh, that means relative, the, the, uh, there's creation is creation. One is much higher spiritually than the other, so much higher that its existence is so dark, it's so fine, says the Ramak, that it's relative to the Misa one, where the, that existence then goes and drops a hundred levels into physicality, relative to that new level, that other one is imperceptible existence. It's like a machshava. But it's but but Ali with it's not. It's it's just that once you're down here, it looks to you like like just a mashallah. Just like a mashallah has no existence relative to an action, so to that level of high spirituality has no existence compared to the much lower level that the world came down to in Nisan. So Tishrei the world was created, and then it was created again on a much, much, much lower level in Nisan. But there's no actual time difference then between the first Tishri and the first Nisan. Maybe not. I mean, I, there, there's no time. So Shem's holding... Oh, there was, so there, was already, there was already Shaykh time on some level. Once there's an existence, there's a progression. Uh-huh. So once there's first the Tishri in Machshava, then now the clock can theoretically start so that someone in the physical world which doesn't yet exist would perceive six months change from... Theoretically, if you could trace yeah. it back or whatever. If, right. you, if there was a person here in the world that was not created. Right. Um, okay. Now, here's the interesting thing. Okay. When did the Makas begin? When did Moshe Rabbeinu begin with the Makas? Not clear. It is a Machlekes in the Midrashim. But there is a Mechilta that says they took 12 months. Start. The entire Makas took 12 months. It was a process. Finish. It was a 12 month process. Exactly. The Makas. Which would mean that it began when? Nisan. In Nisan. The Makas began in Nisan also. We're working backwards. We know that we love Nisan in Nisan. So, Makas began in Nisan. And, according to the Midrash, I think we're about to see right now, the Moshe went back to Midian for six months. It would come out that the first time that he came and announced the coming of Mashiach, the Mashiach is here, was when? In Sukkot. In Tishrei. Come out pretty awesome, right? That in Machshava we were we were niggal in Tishrei. Moshe came with, with the signs. And my say only happened in Nisan. It's pretty cool. I think so too. Okay, so we'll uh, stop here and uh, let Hashem pick up with the. Uh, Next week. Okay. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm extremely excited. This is it was that. Uh, okay. Sorry.